Have you ever signed up for something that requires a phone call to unsubscribe? You're still paying for it, aren't you? Well, good news! You found the podcast for you. We take our guests through the quicks of their retail habits, from their best ever bargains to the times they've been completely ripped off. Welcome to False Economy. Powered by Hot UK Deals, the UK's number one app for deals, discounts and freebies. I'm Vix Layton, consumer champion, shopaholic and occasional comedian. And alongside me is a man who's none of these things. He's the De Niro to my Pacino, the Terminator to my Sarah Connor, the Darth Vader to my Luke Skywalker. It's Paul Watson. A lot of the cultural references went over my head. <laughs> Paul lives in a shoe in... Uh... Well, I honestly am now more confused about the nature of your relationship as a result of that introduction. Oh, God. You're both her father and her subservient. I don't... I, I thought you'd be pleased because one of the episodes we um, referred to you as the bargain bucket Mark Watson and the actual bucket Mark Watson on the episode where they were on together. So I thought this is an upgrade for you. I, I don't even know if it is an upgrade. I'm going to have to go home. It's like all the best insults. I'm going to have to go home, pick it apart, and then come back to you whether I'm insulted or not. Okay. You let us know, mm. all right? You can you can tweet me yeah, on the false economy Twitter that we've got now. <laughs> I think maybe, um, maybe it's time to rank all insults by bucket. <laughs> <laughs> And um, that voice you hear, we might as well meet the guest as he's, he's already involved in the episode. This is a man who is all things to all people, Paul. It's exciting. <laughs> he's aspirational. He's a stand-up comedian, a toad, a squire. He's been a skiffle player, a dashing suitor, and now uh, the ringmaster of a circus, a literal circus. It is Rufus Hound. Well, a hoy hoy. Now that is a good intro. That is a pretty good intro. Yeah. <laughs> I did just pretend a lot of those things, though. But the last one, I actually am. I know. Yeah. I believe, that's, that's probably the one that people would believe least. Yeah, quite. Yes. Oh, is he in Barnum? Yeah, it's like, it's like one of those icebreaker exercises where you have to say which one you don't actually, which one isn't true. Yeah. Two truths and a lie. Yeah, two truths yeah. and a lie. You would kill at that. And on a podcast as well, you can't see the moustache, which I think is much more of a clue as to which one you know you should probably be backing. Yeah. Because you only really grow a moustache like this if you're a circus ringmaster. We have carefully crafted some questions for you. Lovely. To delve into the shopping basket of your soul. <laughs> the first one is the best deal you've ever found. About 18 months ago. Okay. I, my wife and I separated and I was helicoptering in uh, with the, like parenting and I'm no cook really so uh, it ended up being that there was quite a lot of takeaways getting bought and that kind of thing and then ultimately I realised I could cook more easily for the kids who weren't, uh, I, I went vegan uh, neither of them were trying to find something that everybody could agree to nightmare, got one of those like meal like frozen meal companies oh right yeah that just sent over three frozen vegan meals <laughs> that went in the freezer and then the three days I was there I could just reheat these things and then cook for the kids that was my thinking but when the kids were very small my ex and I had decided that we weren't going to have a microwave oh yes so I suddenly needed to buy a microwave that I could keep at my ex's house <laughs> And then move up and down to the spare room as and when I was there. I just didn't want to look at it. Yeah, because all of these things were microwavable. They weren't ovenable. They were in like paper packaging. It was all vegan and eco. So uh, I started looking at buying microwaves uh, from you know normal online yeah. retailers. And then I was like, I bet there's something on eBay. And then I looked at FreeCycle. FreeCycle is the one. People put all sorts on that. And there's like, people are giving away perfectly functional things because they're redoing their kitchen or whatever. 
there were a few on free cycle, but they were gone by the time I looked and time was ticking. So I ended up with one on eBay. When I looked at it at home, it was like 190 quid. This thing was as good as new. And I got it for 30 quid. I love the idea of you going to pick something up on free cycle, though, and then being like, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. Just give me the free microwave. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's have no more of this. Like. Let's talk more microwave. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, have, you got, have you got any more stuff? Yeah. Uh, so um, that's got a lot of use. Uh, I've moved several times since, taken the microwave with, and now um, my son has it in his room. Uh, thus, ever <laughs> moving forward to a world as a fourteen and a half year, you know, year old boy that he basically a studio flat at this basically point. Basically, never has to leave and deal with his sister. <laughs> I think it's largely his hope. So, your best deal was a microwave, a free microwave. And well, there when was you some, said there I was some... from my wife, I was like, you can't say that's the the best purchase decision you've ever made. <laughs> <laughs> best deal. Have you thought about divorce? Yeah. <laughs> it turns out you just keep the receipt. <laughs> Uh, no, no, no. No, uh, uh, no I, one I, who's divorced has ever said that was a good value financial A good value decision. proposition, no. £40,000 on average. Cost uh, of? Or? Each, yeah, each party engaged in a divorce, will it will cost them £40,000. Yeah. They say you can't put a price on happiness, but you can. It's £80,000. Um, right. <laughs> well, or at least suffering misery. <laughs> <laughs> Cash value, emotional value. Right, okay. On a completely separate topic, something you bought because it seemed like a bargain, but now wish you'd maybe invested more in financially, um, not emotionally. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, I hear you. Um, I bought a series of minis from a local car dealer. Like actual, actual minis. Mini. mini Coopers. Yeah. Right, a, se- a series of these. Well, I needed a car, <laughs> so I bought a Mini Cooper from a bloke. Okay. And it was a two-seater um, Coupe Cooper, which was fine because I only needed it to go backwards and forwards to Stratford-upon-Avon, where I was working for the following year. And it just meant that rather than always getting the train and you know, taxi to the, yeah. the, and having to do it like late at night when the trains went on all this and the other just roll up and down the M40 a cheapish mini will hold its value and that's what I need it for but then the pandemic came so I was suddenly had this two seat mini and two children and me so anywhere I went I was like well one of you has to decide which one I love today (laughs) and then the other can stay here so uh, that mini was really good and I traded that in for another one that was literally just uh, I'd got in with my daughter and the Roof went down on it and she loved it and said, I really like this one. And that was good enough for me. It's four seats. Well, from that car onwards, just everything went wrong with these cars. And the guy that had originally sold me the first car, giving me the, hey, we're all friends here. You know, we're a local family business. Our Uh, reputation uh, is our bond. Um, The engine on that car blew up. I phoned him and said, oh, it's blown up. He then mucked me about for ages and cost me hundreds of pounds while he was ostensibly fixing it because I hadn't even had the car. I don't had the car a matter of weeks. Eventually, he ran it so close because I needed it. I was going to be away on tour for another three weeks, and I was like, I can't hire cars for that long. I'm, I'm stuffed. Give me so, a car. Well, that was it, and he had cars in his forecourt. He's like, oh, no, I can't just lend you a car. I'm like, but you have cars. <laughs> I can see them. <laughs> I can't do it as a legal thing and blah blah. Oh, what? All right, look, I'll buy a different car. Have you got a car there that works? <laughs> I will just buy a different car. Yeah, you can have that one. Yeah. Fix it at your leisure. Yeah, yeah, that's it. You know, just give me one that works. Anyway, with like two days to go, oh, yeah, we could just about get it ready. I'll get this other car, drive it to Malvern, park it. A week later, get back in it, start driving it, and the engine blows up. Oh. 
<laughs> he's got one good car, so he gets people. He gets people to buy in with one good car, and well, then you're stuck with him for life. But then he just was like, "Well, you know, it was." But you can't partex them anywhere else because they're broken. So right, it's got you in a chokehold there. It's totally, <laughs> you know, it's basically I've got a mini with an anchor where the engine should be. You know, <laughs> like, so. And you made such a good financial decision. Minis do hold their value because um, my mother-in-law, the dealership, she leases a car. They gave her a much nicer one because they had such a waiting list for minis. They're like, basically pick whichever one you want. Just bring this one back. Yeah. Lowish mileage mini yeah. that you buy around 30,000 miles that you only intend on doing, you know, between five and 10,000 miles in. That's going to be worth more or less what you paid for it a year later, more or less. Yeah. Whereas you... You know, it's, buy a yeah. nice Merc and Soon do the same the thing a year later and you're, you know, you're five grand yeah. there. I used to work at Carwise, so I know loads and loads about cars, even though I can't drive. Ah. I didn't tell them. <laughs> I worked there for two years and I never told them I couldn't drive. In the interview, they're like, what's your favourite car? I was like, a red one? I don't know. So now I've got all this information. That's useless. It's not useless. Because whenever you go with someone to buy a car, you are, gonna, you are going to freak out whoever's trying to oh, manipulate the money. You're gonna... <laughs> <laughs> so you wish you'd gone to a different dealership basically <laughs> it was basically one of those things where a guy who had sold me a car three years previously on the grounds of we're a local friendly neighbourhood dealership and our word is our bond so anything that goes wrong you just ring me and don't worry about it proceeded to cost me hundreds of pounds and ended up I checked with a friend of mine who was a solicitor and they informed me that as long as you said nothing libelous there was no law to stop what I was then intending to action as the following course Oh, God. Which was, I was just going to stand outside his dealership <laughs> day after day after day, <laughs> advising anyone who came near it. Like, this was my experience. Oh, you I know can what, imagine though? that. People saying, like, what, have you seen Rufus Hearn's new project? Yeah, I think I've seen it. Yeah. It's, it's the one where he stands outside that dealership and yells at people. It's avant-garde. It, <laughs> well, that was it. I, I, so I, I went down there to speak to him. And as I walked into the forecourt, there was nobody there, just this couple looking at a car. And I thought, well, I'll... I walked, so I said to them, you know, straight in, like, hi, um, sorry to bother you, I don't work here or anything, it's just that I'm here f now four months down the line of having been screwed around by this guy, <laughs> so whatever he's going to tell you about these cars, oh, my word is my bond, don't have a word of it. <laughs> and they went, oh, right, thanks very much, literally turned on their heels and left. I then stood in the forecourt, right, with this couple scarpering, and I have my back to this, and I can hear the door open. And I think, well, there he goes. And he, the guy came out and he went, hi there, how can I? And as I turned around, he went, oh. <laughs> hi. And all of these emails backwards and forwards, right, where I'm saying to him, you know, by law, this is trading standards. And, you know, oh, we get ombudsman involved. And it was so frustrating, but also quite rewarding. that in that moment, when I turned around, there was a look on my face where it went from where he's on these emails going on, oh, no, I think you're all fine and being all kind of keyboard warrior yeah. about it. The moment I was stood face to face, he went, yeah, I've been thinking about that. We should just give you a refund. <laughs> so often, and, doesn't it? And having had, you know, like he's arguing about, you know, pennies here and there. Face to face, he was like the full, like the full amount was in my account within an Lay hour. Lay down, he showed you his belly. <laughs> it was a bit like that. <laughs> So, so just always have the conversation is the deal yeah. with people face to face yeah, nice and squarely that's yeah. what I would advise is that the worst you've ever been ripped off do you know actually you feel like, I feel like you've been emotionally ripped off by that as well because you trusted the local business I was going to say I think it is much more that's how I end up feeling ripped off yeah is when people ask me to trust them 
and they're, you know, in some business context. Yeah. And then you realise it's just so far away from the reality. Yeah. Really. Like, I feel ripped off because producers have said to me, hey, this is the project and this is what we're going to do and this is who's involved and it's all going to be wonderful. And then... You know, I get two weeks into the rehearsal room and I'm going, oh, no. Yeah. Like, oh, no that's what, how I... F- what did they say this was? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he thought I'm... Mark was presenting it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you left yourself open. <laughs> when you're freelance, giving your time to a project where it's contracted for, you know, however many months, you're like, well, I'm only going to be alive so long. People, people don't understand this because the idea of, like, once you hit sort of TV personality status, I think they think that's a salary job effectively because I know my mum does she's like oh he's, he's loaded I'm like no because it's fa- you know it's yeah. feast and famine man also like, TV salaries were set yeah. you know 20 years ago based on the idea that if you you know did a series a year that was enough that kind of kept you yeah. solvent but over the years all of the repeat fees have all gone every contract's a buyout you know it so all of the economies of it mean that even when you do get on telly like what was the last thing I was offered I think it was something on channel 5 all celebs sat round, that kind of thing. And the fee was like 700 quid. <laughs> now, don't get me wrong. Lovely. An afternoon playing parlour games, 700 quid. Like, who wouldn't want that? But the point was that years ago, people would commit to living their lives in a way where they would prioritise being able to do that kind of thing. Yeah. And now you go, well, I, you know, lovely. You're doing a panel show. Great. But I've actually got to make sure my Twitch channel <laughs> streams live tonight because if I don't upload 60 hours you know that's how everyone's having to make it up so I think the idea that you drop everything for TV I mean Stuart Lee talked a bit about this that it used to be that he would have written a TV series because TV would have paid him enough money to support himself in order to write the series whereas now it's just like no 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 I take out my live show and then once I've made all the money I can off my live show then I see if I can reformat it into a TV series so it's not that TV's at the forefront of pushing anything along anymore it's really at the back kind of bottom feeding or whatever they call that how a whale's filter feeding you know it's just <laughs> it's waiting for other people to tell it what's good and then responding in kind whereas it used to be the thing that told people what was good yeah it's not a tastemaker anymore right so talk to me about your targeted advertising that you receive oh now anything oh, weird in there yeah loads of weird stuff i've got really into tiktok Partly because I got diagnosed with ADHD. Perfect, isn't it? Oh, my God. I mean, it's like crack. But one of the things that's on TikTok is ADHD talk, which is a lot of people with ADHD talking about their experience. So it's sort of like a support group almost. But as you say, it's like the disease and the cure. Because (laughs) (laughs) So I really like TikTok. People who told me about TikTok said the reason it was so good was that their algorithm is predictive. It's guessing what you like before you know you like it. Whereas other algorithms go, oh, you've looked at 10 videos about trains. Here's another video about trains. The TikTok algorithm goes, oh, you've looked at 10 videos about trains. You're probably into engineering. Let's see if you're into this thing about building a helicopter. Oh, you are. So that's why it's like feeding needs you don't know you have. It's always learning. And then when you like it, it's like, okay, that's another person that likes both these things. We'll start with these things again. This is It's like Spotify. Spotify does the same thing. Is that the same thing? Yeah. Right. My curated playlists are insanely good at the moment. I'm like, can I marry Spotify? Right, yeah. (laughs) You get me. Yes. You get me as a person. How did you know I needed motivation today? Oh, my God. I had exactly the same thing with Spotify recently because 
because I found out that snooker legend Steve Davis is in a prog rock band called Utopia Strong, who released an improv- an album of improvised music called The Utopia Strong. It's 11 uh, tracks of progressive electronica, and it blows my mind. I absolutely love it. I tweeted about how much I loved it. A woman I follow on Twitter went, oh, have you read their book, Medical Grade Music? What? No, I have not. So I then listened to ten and a half hours of Steve Davis and this guy uh, Tarvis, uh, sorry Carvis, um, talking about their love of progressive music and um, modular synthesis. So now I'm suddenly opened up to all these bands from the last like sixty years I just never heard of, and my spot. It feels like somebody changed the settings on my Spotify to expert mode. <laughs> Like, I was just getting the same, you know, like, oh, yeah. uptown funk, all oh, right, you know, like, I don't yeah, know like, why. Oh, you like this. Do you know what other people like? Like, the Venn diagrams. Are but, the but if it was not good, it'd be like Judd Trump playing a kazoo. And I guess. Like, <laughs> and yet no one wants that. No, or Peter yeah. Ebden's, you know, oh, self-produced God. albums. Yeah. <laughs> Peter Ebden's eight-hour-long opera. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right. Screw back. Therefore, TikTok had been unbelievable at suggesting um, things to me. But it turned out that TikTok believed I was a middle-aged lesbian woman. <laughs> so all of my TikTok were these like self-empowering messages from heavily tattooed, dreadlocked lesbians. And I honestly, I shit you not, I, I was like, I found my people. Like, it's such a weird identity to feel like. But every you could, yeah, you could join them. Every word out of these women's mouths, I was like, yes, sister. Like, please, more of this. <laughs> But I think so. They were right. <laughs> so I think that was what I was like liking, and you know, like yeah, follow more of these people, like talking about the world and explaining <laughs> that, you know, through their lens, like yes. But as a result, my TikTok advertising turned out to be a lot of like <laughs> moisturizer <laughs> and yeah, like a lot of organic face creams and you know things like that. So, uh, are you buying them though? That's the question. <laughs> no, what I, I think I've only bought one thing from a TikTok ad but criminally once I bought one thing it felt like the number of ads I got on TikTok just went up astronomically yeah, like oh you're a mug yeah <laughs> just keep hammering like, yeah but they just work they just work at your levels it's it's terrifying really but it's so convenient like I mostly shop from Instagram now really yeah they know what I want I'm like I do want that dress it's everything that I want yeah. I do want these shoes yeah it's bad <laughs> Right, it's time for the quickfire rounds. Um, the quickfire round, Rufus, is I'm going to give you a product and you've got to guess the price. You're working versus Paul. I'll ask you both for an answer. Lovely. Uh, I can't, I'm not sure how we're doing on you versus guests at the moment. To be honest, I think it's pretty even in that I'm losing, but not by much. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see if today's your day. Yeah. Well, I can always pretend I'm just making the guests feel welcome. Oh, I see. So you're throwing the game. Yeah, rather than that I just don't know the, the value yeah. of any product. Paul's not, doesn't buy anything. Mm. Right. <laughs> the, I would imagine yeah. that would make this game a bit trickier. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a disadvantage, certainly. There's yeah. only it, two it, shops in Strode. <laughs> two shops in Strode. No, 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 that's not a fair. No, it's, not, it's not to do with being unable to purchase things in terms of them being available <laughs> to me. No, it's, it's I have no interest in yeah. possessions. Oh, very good. And um, not for a, a noble reason. I just, I, I don't like things. So um, <laughs> so you're like the perfect that. co-host for this podcast. Yeah, well, that's yeah. that's one of the reasons I got yeah. the job, besides the budget restraints. And like <laughs> it, it's the complete opposite of me. I, I will buy anything. Yeah. <laughs> Paul will buy nothing. <laughs> right, we will we will get to the quick fire. Although Every does... time we call it quick, we mm. need to rename it, like, slog. <laughs> It's a, it's a slog. It's a battle. Like It's the kind of thing that you come through and you come out the other side 
and you, you're glad it's over. Although yeah. it does, uh, your uh, it did remind me of a joke about the Dalai Lama who rings up Domino's Pizza and says, "Make me one with everything." It's <laughs> <laughs> a good joke. So then the uh, pizza boy turns Steven up. <laughs> pizza boy turns up, and uh, the Dalai Lama gives him twenty quid, and the pizza boy hands over the pizza and walks away. And the Dalai Lama goes, "Hi, hi." Where's my change? And the pizza boy goes, true change comes from within. <laughs> oh, can't believe you're not doing comedy anymore. <laughs> no, it's weird, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. Okay. How much is the cheapest ticket to see Rick Astley at the Royal Albert Hall this Christmas? Do I get first get? Do we write these down or is it uh, a higher lower situation? Oh, I feel like you've come to this with Ooh, a lot more organisational skills. Than, oh, you know, yeah. um, Should we let the, the guests? Yeah, guests right. usually go first. Is that guess an advantage first. or a disadvantage? In we'll a penalty shootout, you want to go first. You, yeah, you just want to go higher or lower. I'm going to say that the cheapest ticket to see Rick Astley at the Albert Hall is £38.50. Okay. Face value or? Face value, £38.50. By the time you've paid the Save the Albert Hall fund, the Ticketmaster fee, the um, preservation cut, the service charge, the tip, I'm going to say you're hitting checkout on 45 notes. Okay, £45. That's Paul. almost exactly what I was going to guess. I was going to guess 40 but I think what are you going I'm going to go over. So I'll, obviously I'm an idiot if I don't say 45 and a penny. Yeah. So you're going to go 45 I am. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, Good news, it's slightly better value than you'd think. Um, the gallery standing yeah. tickets. And I'm sorry, Rick Astley, that's a sit down. Yeah, because no one who wants to watch Rick Astley can stand for that long. Also, it's not, he's not, it's not really fair. Cracking out the dance numbers, is he? Getting the glow sticks out. You've got to remember that Stock Aitken and Waterman pumping sound. Hmm. I think, uh, I, have you seen Rick Astley uh, on stage with the Foo Fighters? Yes. So, I mean, the boy can, you know, the boy can rock it out. So, um, £43.20 is a face value of £40.70 with a £2.50 handling fee. So, a total cost, £43.20. So, you you should have gone one penny under. Oh, yeah. You could have got a box seat for £90.20, but sadly, they're sold out. Rick Astley for Christmas. Good, I wonder if he'll do quality Christmas. Of guessing, it's called swinging say, both Christmas. Of us been, uh, yeah, yeah. So oh, I reckon he'll do Christmas numbers as well. Ooh. Oh, of course he's doing Swinging going to. Christmas. Rick Astley's swinging Christmas. Okay. Never gonna give you, you up. Jingle, jingle, jingle. jingle, jingle. <laughs> <That's it. laughs> Just add bells. That's it. Make money. Got to be careful. Bublé's gonna arrive. You know, he starts singing songs like that. There's, a, there's always a risk at the Albert Hall if you fire up a jingle bell, <laughs> Bublé will appear like Beetlejuice. In the same way Sean Paul used to always appear on people's songs and no one knew where he was coming from. <laughs> he, just, yeah, he was just in the studio. He's, like, he's just waiting. So I did on my wedding. I was in the uh, photo booth the whole time, basically. People were really excited. They were putting their like, ex-animal heads on thinking we'll get a great couple shot. I was in the booth in my dress. Like, it's my booth. I'm going to be in all the photos. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's a little insight into who I am as a person. Right. Changing your name by deed poll. Yes. In the UK. For UK residents. I've got very little to gauge this on, really. Um, (laughs) Am I guessing first again? No, no, I think I have to. Although you can if you like, because it's a disadvantage. You You can change your name. You could leave the Watson legacy behind. Well, if I changed it to Mark Watson, we'd have a real problem, wouldn't we, with all the intros you'd have to... (laughs) I'm gonna it would go... be quite convenient though because we could mis-sell you quite... well it's not even mis-selling if your name was can we change your name to Mark Watson shall we I'm not ruling it out okay. but for the interest of the show um, <laughs> 70 I'm going £75 I don't know why okay. but I feel like there's like fees put on these things probably to stop people doing it frivolously right Okay. because I mean there's no reason you should have to pay anything so interestingly 
I know a little bit about this. Oh, come on. Which is that there isn't actually a process by which legally you change your name. If you decide you want to be known as something else, there is no authority you have to say I'd like to be known as something else too. Really? Yeah. Is that true, Rufus Hound? <laughs> it is. <laughs> Victoria Leightonstone. Uh, <laughs> it could be. But the thing about changing it by deed poll is it's a legally recognised thing that then you can uh. go to the passport office and say, I have done this. You can go to your bill providers and say, I have done this. But you can go to your bill providers and say, please send my bills to this name. You can go to your bank and say, I'd, I'd like to open a bank out in this name. I'd like checks being paid into this name. It's sort of a sort of Ouroboros in oh, terms yeah. of you've I just got to get one thing. I that from a Red Dwarf episode, fun fact. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was the symbol on Dave Lister's box when he was found as a baby. Uh, so. Yeah, so basically... It's it's that you don't have to do it, um, but that doesn't help us with the actual question, which is no. how much it is to do it by depot. My gut was 139 quid, so I'm going to go. Yes. You said 70. I said 75 or 75. I'm going to go 130 then. Yes. Point to Paul Watson, 42 pound 44. Well, well, well. Huh. Gov.uk forward slash change hyphen name hyphen deed hyphen poll. <laughs> If that's your bag, if you want to be well, someone else. I think I must have just looked at it through a private company that was going to Maybe do, Solicitor yeah. has paid to be at the top of the suit. <laughs> <Almost> certainly <laughs> what's happened. <laughs> well, good news if you're prepared to see any admin. Yeah. You could be someone else. Yeah, whichever scumbag... P.T. Barnum. <laughs> whichever scumbag has skewed those results, I'm going to find them. If only yeah. I knew what they were called. <laughs> <laughs> right, OK. So, how much for a wooden spoon with Nicolas Cage's face on it? Oh. I want this so badly. <laughs> Uh, eight pounds. Oh, straight in with an answer, Paul. Yeah. Um, Higher or lower? I'm going ten pounds. Oh, see, you've overpriced it. Six ninety nine. That's a bloody huh. bargain. I could have a whole drawer for those. You know, Nicholas was... Cage in different films. Which Nicholas Cage would you want on the back of your spoon? Gone Not Ghost Rider. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah, classic. 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 Leaving Las Vegas. Yeah. What a collection. Raising Arizona. And I can, you know, that is the power of Nicolas Cage's aesthetic. I know I can, it immediately flashes in. <laughs> I think if you have a series of Nicolas Cage wooden spoons, depending on what yeah. you're stirring up. Wicker Man wooden spoon? I mean, you're just listing these, but we're only up to about 30 quids worth of spoon here. So Quite. We, we, we got... Well, the moment you want a red velvet cake making, it's obviously the still from Mandy, isn't it? I mean, it's... <laughs> Well, I, I think we should all get Nicolas Cage spoons. So we've 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 come to the end. Um, it's that time where you get to tell people where they can find you online in the big top. You know, give us a give us what circus is it? Give us a sell. So Paulo's Circus, go to paulos.co.uk for news of where we will be with our show, The Food of Love, next year. Oh, what's that about? <laughs> uh, well, um, the guy that runs the circus has been a musician in lots of different circuses and each tour is named after one of the people that runs the circus. So they wanted it to be like the musician's circus or something like that. But bearing in mind that we don't do live music at the moment because it's a nightmare in terms of, you know, staffing and making all that stuff happen, having it be called the musician's circus and they're not playing any live music felt a bit silly. Yeah, so instead, we're centering it on yeah, <laughs> we're centering it on uh, just how brilliant you know how uplifting music can be. Ah, oh, that sounds lovely. Mm, yeah, it's going to be wonderful. Uh, we're all very excited. We've all already started working on this year's or next year's show this year. So 
yeah, fingers crossed it will be... This year's show is the best they feel they've put out for a while. Is it the first one you've been involved in? <laughs> Some correlation there. Uh, and we're already excited about sort of the Legion improvements that we're making next year. So, yeah, come come see us at the circus. So is it is it for kids or is it every everyone can enjoy it's it? It's for children of all ages, isn't it? I mean, that's yeah. the thing about the circus. That, that is the I thing think I'm... that's the question that people will you know, want to know. Like, it, could, could I go without kids and not look weird? <laughs> totally and and actually during the week certainly when school holidays aren't on if you come to the circus with a group of mates and have a few beers on the way in and whatever it's an absolute hoot some of our best shows have been the later shows during the week because people do come for like more of a sort of jeery laugh and the more people like that there are in the more the show goes that way oh. well. false economy night out to the circus then Paul yeah it's almost in our budget it is, I reckon. Sixteen pound, we could cover it. Sad, sad for the people in the Change our names into the into the oh, well, as well. Actually, uh, your name is Paul, right? If <laughs> if you uh, if you want a hot shopping tip, then if you follow the Paulo Circus on Twitter, and I think they're also the Paulo Circus on Instagram, they're always putting out like twenty percent off deals and things like that. So yeah, follow us on social media, and quite often you'll get. I think for Father's Day, we put out a deal that was if you put dad in your order you've got like 25% off and that order was that that code even though it was a father's day code was valid till the end of November <laughs> <laughs> so you know uh, maybe just troll the Paulo Circus give it a try, give it a try. Uh, Twitter that's, account and... that'd be in a hot UK deal somewhere it's like did you know if you put dad in the box uh, yeah. I can't believe that's it I've had such a lovely time thank you for coming in Rufus it's uh, been a joy I can't believe we never even talked about TK Maxx I know and it's yeah that is a circus in a different way yes <laughs> but I don't yeah, think I... in Westford for £10 that's <laughs> I don't. I don't think I own any clothes that aren't from TK Maxx. That's, that's what you I think of as the online take a version photo of, of you. Hot deals. Yeah, we're going to take a photo of you at the end and share it so people can appreciate how true that statement is. Yeah. I'm looking at you. I'm going. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Covered in glue, rolled in TK Maxx. But somehow <laughs> it works. Thanks, mate. Not everyone can pull it off. So thank <laughs> you for coming in. Thanks to you, Paul. Thank as you. ever. Yeah. Being co-pilot in this uh, strange. Airplane. As someone who hates physical objects, have I mentioned anything that sounds to you that, that might have piqued your interest? Uh, again, I think I think that's a slightly dramatic way of saying it. I don't hate physical <laughs> objects. Um, no, no, I've, I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed our, our time here. Um, it's a circus, isn't it? It's a, it's a circus. Yeah, no, it's been it's been lovely. Thank you. And it's time to thank the listener. We're assuming there are some. So thanks, listeners, for listening. If you liked it, Even tell your friends. <laughs> Sadly, yes. <laughs> if you enjoyed the podcast, tell your friends, share it, rate it and review it, because that's how more people will find it. And if you didn't, you've got 30 days to return it for a full refund. Terms and conditions do apply, and your statutory rights are not affected, but it's free, so bugger off. <laughs> Ooh.